In this episode, we have three main topics to talk about. So first off, Ripple has opened a line of credit. What does this mean for their institutional investors? And what does this mean for XRP adoption worldwide? Also, Ripple's partnership with Energy Web. We are going to unpack that. And also, we are going to take a look at their validator list. Lastly, Kyrgyzstan's central bank has shut down their SWIFT network. What does this mean for SWIFT and why are they doing this at this time? But before we begin on any of these topics, if you're an XRP holder, let me know how much you like XRP by hitting the like button, punching the subscribe and commenting down below. And if you need any help with anything related to crypto at all, check out my consulting service. 25 bucks for 30 minutes is not a bad deal, ladies and gentlemen. Take advantage. Link is down in the description. I'm not a financial advisor and this is not financial advice i am the xrp bully now before we get into the ripple news i do want to play this clip from squawk box um they are talking about um the payments that congress has received in bitcoin let's listen in happening here uh behind crypto there are questions by the way about whether these donations if this if this 50 50 dollars of bitcoin turns into i don't know what uh, does, does does it does it create any uh, any any legal ethic ethical issues? No, absolutely not. Look, the best way to learn something new is to experience experience it for yourself. And we want our elected officials to experience the power of blockchain technology in their own hands. And our hope is that members will start to understand the critical importance blockchain technology is going to play in the global economy for many generations to come. That's the point of us. How much of though is this an effort at, at pushing Congress to, I imagine, create laws or, or open up some laws around cryptocurrencies and blockchain and the like? And how much of it is it about dealing with the regula regulatory uh, complex? Because to some degree, ultimately, it's going to be the Treasury Department and it's going to be the SEC, which is going to decide the fate and future of all of this, no? It's bigger than that. Blockchain technology is the most important technological innovation we will see in our lifetimes. Blockchain is the financial infrastructure of the new digital economy. Look, there's many other nations like China, Singapore, Japan, Switzerland, the European Union. They understand this and they are all racing to have dominance in this space. And the U.S. isn't even on the playing field. This would be a significant challenge to both our national security and our economic security to have foreign actors controlling the systems and the governance that will power the digital economy. This is our message. Ladies and gentlemen, let's unpack this. So I like how the host of this segment mentioned the SEC and the Treasury. The Treasury deals with issuance. Um, so guess what? The Treasury and the SEC will be two of the biggest players as we get closer to cryptocurrency adoption in the United States. Um, but this Crypto for Congress uh, initiative is a very good initiative because it exposes um members of Congress uh, to cryptocurrency and its benefits. Um, first, it's Bitcoin that they're sending. Next, it's going to be XRP, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let's talk about the Ripple line of credit. So I am going to read a tweet from Ripple. It reads, 
Today, we launched a line of credit, a new beta service that allows RippleNet customers using on-demand liquidity to instantly source capital and initiate payments using XRP. Read more on Insights, ladies and gentlemen. This is big news. Do you know what this tells me? This tells me that Ripple is preparing for their institutional investors to send a lot, a lot of money using on-demand liquidity. They're fully expecting them to use on-demand liquidity a lot. Demand for on-demand liquidity will increase. And this line of credit is important, especially for banks who want to look forward and not behind. So what does that mean? That means that taking advantage of the line of credit would allow banks to essentially transact on consignment, meaning that they would be able to take advantage of this line of credit and use it to fund transactions on the XRP ledger, right? So instead of paying every single time for a transaction in real time, just tap into the line of credit and that line of credit will be a declining balance, well, an increasing balance. Um, so, for example, if a bank is doing, um, let's say, 10 transactions every single day, and each of those transactions will cost a dollar, well, guess what? I'm going to take a line of credit of $10, and that will be able to fund my transaction. So... This is very, very, very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Ripple is looking ahead. Um, they are innovative. Um, and they've, they've definitely done a very good job at building the infrastructure. Infrastructure has to be built before price appreciation, ladies and gentlemen. And price appreciation will be the icing on the cake. It's the icing on the cake. The cake is still being formed. Price appreciation is the icing on the cake. Let's read a little bit more about this Ripple line of credit. So I'm going to read an article that they posted today. Um, I'm going to read the third paragraph. No, the fourth paragraph. So it reads, those using ODL, on-demand liquidity, on RippleNet can purchase XRP from Ripple on credit. Customers are charged one fee on the amount borrowed with no hidden fees and can receive approvals faster than through traditional means. RippleNet customers simply take advantage of one simple XRP-based arrangement everywhere that on-demand liquidity is available, regardless of sending destination or fiat currency, and costs a lot less than most other available credit options. So essentially, this is another well of liquidity that banks could take advantage of. Now let's talk about Energy Web. Energy Web is a company that has inked a partnership with Ripple. Um, so what is it? I'm just going to read what they have on their front page. So it reads, Energy Web is accelerating a low carbon, customer-centric electricity system by enabling any energy asset owned by any customer to participate in any 
energy market. So essentially, it allows any customer to participate in any energy market. Now, they do have their own blockchain. They do have their own tokenomics, but I'm not going to get into all of that today. What I am going to get into is their validator list. So what are validators? Think of validators like this. So with Bitcoin, um, how are Bitcoin transactions validated? They are validated by miners, right? Those miners are validators, right? So all they're doing is they're solving a complex math problem. And every time they solve the problem, then they are rewarded. But they also are contributing to the validation of transactions on the blockchain. Um, now, how does this differ from Energy Web and XRP? Well, XRP uses a different form of validation, right? Bitcoin uses proof of work xrp uses proof of consensus um, so essentially they have nodes um, and these nodes um, 80 percent of these nodes have to agree um, um, in order to um, validate a transaction so same thing with energy web but the difference is is that energy web um, has a unique list of partners that they've added to their validator list, right? So the XRP ecosystem is still quasi open, right? Um, their validator list is quasi open. And the reason why I say quasi is because they do have a unique node list and those validators are more important really than the other validators. So essentially anyone could become a validator on the XRP um, blockchain, but to be on the unique node list, um, you have to be picked by Ripple. Um, but Energy Web, they do the picking right from the beginning, right? So let's see who is on their validator list. So look at these companies. Look at these companies. We have AES, we have Applied Blockchain, we have Blackhorn Ventures, but let's go to companies where we can uh, recognize more. Look at this, GE. GE is partnered with Energy Web. Um, let's go into, look at this, Shell. Shell is an oil and gas company. I mean, these partners are massive players within the energy industry. I mean, this is major. This is major for Energy Web, but most importantly, this is major for XRP. This is major for Ripple. Because now what they could do is that they could take advantage of the speed of the XRP blockchain um, in the energy web system. So lastly, ladies and gentlemen, this is news coming out of Kyrgyzstan. So it reads, Kyrgyzstan Central Bank has shut down the SWIFT network. Let's dive in a little deeper. So I'm reading this article from AMB Crypto. It reads, in the light of the current political unrest, the Central Bank of Kyrgyzstan has banned the prominent cross-border service offered by SWIFT. This was announced by Ida Karabev, an official representative of the National Bank of the Kurz Republic. So this is major news. This is major, major news. And I'm surprised that no one else is talking about this. Um, the reason why this is major news is because, to my knowledge, there have been no other instance of a country stopping their cross-border service offered by SWIFT because of political tensions. You know, so this is the excuse that is being given. But in my opinion, and if we had to speculate, I believe that this is part of a move to a faster financial system, which we are seeing worldwide, an XRP-based system. Um, so this is very bullish news, um, not only for the XRP space, but for the cryptocurrency space 
at large because the more people um, distrust government, um, the more they will look to alternative forms of money. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with more news on everything in the XRP and cryptocurrency community. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. I'm the XRP Bully signing out. Thank you.